You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 468, a general mishmash. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. MyMac.com podcast. This is number 468. I swear to God, it's 468. Uh, last week, I screwed up and uh, it, you know, I won't say gas screwed up because it was definitely my mistake. I've been telling him you know, before we got started with the show, it was 468 and, and we just kind of went with that throughout the whole show. And when I started to do the, the post-edit stuff, it was like, oh crap, it's really 467, which is why in the intro for last week's show, you heard me come in and say seven because I kind of dubbed over where Gaz said eight. But that has nothing to do with this week. Uh, Gaz is not on this week. Uh, I, and instead, I have and, and this is almost almost a first because other than uh, Tim Robertson and maybe a few other people, I have met very, very few of uh, any one of any of the people that I have actually done podcasts with, it's always, always been over Skype. But in this particular case, uh, I, I have met uh, Paul Shadwell, who's our special guest this week. How are you doing, Paul? I'm good. Uh, now, now you and I have met, I guess, over the last uh, three or four years at Allison Sheridan of the NoSilicast podcast hosted at podv.com. Let's get that plug in real quick. Uh, at her at her Nocilla Castaways party, yeah, and yeah. and you and uh, uh, Barry, oh help me, Barry, um, Falk, Barry Falk, thank you. I'm so awful with names. And Julie Keel, uh, the four of us were were we always kind of do security at the the you know at the the front entrance to to well, Alice's say, party. When you say always, because last year it was Barry and I. Well, no, I was there. Oh, you were there, mm-hmm. but you were in security. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That's true, because I think I showed up late. There you go. I think you showed up late this year as well, didn't you? Well, pretty much. You know, that, well, that, that's kind of a... That, that's kind of a... And the other the thing way is, I, in, I, I live life. You weren't in uniform either. Well, I've never... I've never... Well, I talked about this last week. I said, you know, you guys are coming from, you know, different parts of the world, and you bring a suit, and I can't even be bothered to, to bring a suit from the East Coast of the U.S., you know, but in my case, it is a little bit different. I mean, you guys are coming from much farther away, uh, but I bet I have almost a more convoluted way of getting to the West Coast of the U.S. than you do. Because you're taking a flight from, I'm guessing, Zurich? Zurich to San Francisco is direct. Oh, okay. Well, then mine is much more complicated because I go from the area that I live in, just outside of D.C., I drive to Ohio, to uh, just outside of Akron, Ohio. Spend a couple of days with with some friends of mine there, then drive to Cleveland, spend the night in Cleveland, leave the next morning from Cleveland to San Francisco, and then the same thing on the way back. So that actually sounds like it's harder <laughs> than what you do. Yeah, it takes me twenty minutes to get to the airport, then check in, go through security, and there's a twelve hour flight. And yeah, I, well, that's not so bad. At the same, the other end. Slightly longer through immigration. But <laughs> yeah, well, especially here in the States. Uh, I don't want to say that too loudly because the next time I, I, I take a flight, the TSA will be like, oh, yeah, that's that guy that made fun of us. Yeah, let's pull him out of line for some special treatment. <laughs> ah, anyway, um, real quick, I have made, now I, I talked about this last week. I had made some changes to my internet provider. I now have a different one. And uh, one of the other things I did was uh, I, I had a, a Western Digital MyBook Live, which is a, a three terabyte uh, network attached storage drive that I had originally bought to use as a time machine for my wife's MacBook. And it worked for a while, and then I started having problems with it. And then when we did the whole changeover, all of a sudden it was like, wow, I can't even see it at all. So I had to do like all different kinds of stuff. And in the course of all this, I realized I had forgotten my admin password to this device and it didn't matter what I typed in. It was like, no, that's, that's not the password. You're an idiot. You forgot the password. 
So I had to completely reset it and uh, and get back to it just so that I could I could originally just so I could set it up for that. And it was really kind of the first time that I I kind of thought about what else it could do. And uh, my my app pick this week will we'll kind of go into that more. But I'm I'm kind of enjoying having my own little personal cloud device. Cool. Yeah. So what are you up to, Paul? Um, oh, a number of things. Um, I'll just quickly mention that I last week um, I was in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not allowed to say where, what I was doing, <laughs> or, or, or who, or who it was with. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it was a big sporting event near Edinburgh. So anybody who knows uh, what that might be will have an idea at least. Cricket? And Is I it cricket? The, cricket? No, 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 definitely not cricket. No. Damn! Oh, so close. No, so the, close. The, the, the Ashes tour, which was in the UK, was in London, but that's that's cricket. This was something else. Okay. <laughs> Tiddlywinks? Um, no, no, not Tiddlywinks. Competitive. Uh, oh, wait, I've hold really... on, hold on. Competitive badminton. Competitive badminton. 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 Oh, badminton. Yeah. Sorry, I, I misunderstood what you said. Well, a lot, a lot of people do. Oh, wow. I ha- oh, I'm the one with the accent. My show, I have the accent. I see. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, bad, badminton is spelled B-A-D-M-I-N-G-T-O-N. Yeah, badminton. pretty close. It's okay. Right. I, st- I still say Wimbledon. You... So I, Wimbledon? I, yeah, I was, I've been told that it's not Wimbledon, it's Wimbledon. And it, was right. like, it was yes. like, okay, okay. But it's none of those sports. <laughs> okay, it's, it's over a huge area of land, so it's probably it's, it's ah huge, huge tracts anyway, of land. Yes, and we were there t- uh, to stream video out of the. Uh, so this whole thing is being televised all over the world, right? And we take that um, that broadcast broadcast stream, um, compress it down so that it can be viewed on mobile devices like uh, iPhones, iPad, um, Android, etc. And uh, it's then broadcast over a Wi-Fi network, or not broadcast, but um, you can pick it up over their Wi-Fi network. So the way they had the Wi-Fi network set up, there was a um, an ID uh, S, 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 not SSID, yeah SSID network mm-hmm. that that was the name of the event. And if you joined that Wi-Fi network, it automatically push you into um, a web. Um, application which would have a link to the to the stream amongst other things like we also had the scores and stuff um, and that was what I was myself and another guy uh, was helping or actually doing um, that uh, with great success it was it worked really well the only problem was it, this year was an experiment uh, they wanted to test this stuff out to see if it was possible and then hopefully next year they'll they'll go further with it and advertise it more now, it, now, was this only capable of being seen at the event itself? Yes. So wow. even with, so, their their app could only be accessed through this um, network, and you you could go to Google, for example, you could do a search, but if you clicked on any of the links, it would it would fail because um, they were filtering out. Because the idea was that you couldn't go outside and stream video from another place, for example. So are, are they are they thinking about making it so like anyone you know if they couldn't go to this area that has huge tracts of land to watch this sporting event that they could watch it from like their well, they, home they networks actually, or whatever? Okay, so I can tell you that they actually have an app, so I can tell you what the app is. I'll give you an even bigger clue. <laughs> the app is called the Open. Hmm. Um, so if you go. Um, it's not particularly useful now because the open is over. But right. um, I'm still lost. If, if you, if it's a free. It's a free app. You can download it, um, and it shows all the standings, etc. And there's a live stream there. Um, so if you're not at the event, you can actually watch the live stream externally. So they they already have that. And oh, okay. Okay. So what they were doing this time is they actually uh, what they did was they developed a web app. This caused a lot of confusion because everybody knew, knew knows about the iOS app. But they didn't know, you know, the difference between the web app and iOS app. But that's something they're going to fix for next year, we hope. And um, so, 
where was I going with that? <laughs> yeah, you, were, <laughs> uh, you were talking about... Um, so, yeah, so that you can only watch the stream um, through the app in the location. Right. But the other thing it gave you was the ability, um, it told was well, supposed to have told you where you were on the course and where your favorite, where the players were that you were following. So it did actually do that. That was quite good. Um so there is lots of little things that that were there, and they're going to do more for next year um, for people attending. Right. The event. Well, it's a learning experience. Yes, and and I, it's quite exciting, quite interesting, because we have the ability, possibility of um, giving them more than just the broadcast stream. We can do other things because um, there's cameras everywhere. Sure. So they could like um, they could swap to different parts of the course, maybe. Swaps different parts of the course. Yeah, they wouldn't follow, necessarily. Follow yeah, they wouldn't necessarily players. have the the commentary that the the no. main camera would have, but they would still be able. Yeah, like you said, be able to follow some of their their favorite players in the sport whose name we're not mentioning. Right, and there's yeah, and there's lots of opportunities there, and we're, we're hopefully we're going to be seeing that over the next few years as to what they want to do with that, and it's also raised some interest in uh, in some other areas and other sports as to what they can do at these kind of events. Now, one thing I found really interesting is uh, something you put here in the show notes about the, the types of devices that were, that were on this web app to, to watch the event live. Right. So that we were working with the guys who were providing the Wi-Fi network. And, um, I, for the last day, um, one of the guys sent me the stats sheet for the Wi-Fi connections. So this isn't the, this isn't the people who are actually watching the stream, but they are connecting into the Wi-Fi um, at some point or another during the day. And through the course of that last day, um, out of um, 1,245 devices, 868 were iOS. So that's iPhone, iPad, iPod. Mm -hmm. um, 152 Samsung, so Android, and, uh, sorry, 46 HTC Androids. 48 Blackberries and 10 Windows devices. We weren't actually supporting the Windows devices. <laughs> How'd they get on there? <laughs> well, they could join the network, but they just wouldn't be able to watch the stream because we, we, um, we weren't encoding the stream for, those, for them because they would be watching using um, Silverlight. Oh, right, right, uh, right. We could provide it, but it wasn't asked for. So maybe next time. Now, was this, I, I, I guess this was, um, what, what was kind of the underlying technology for it? Um, it's just, it's actually, not, an, it's not flash, is it? I mean, it couldn't have been flash if most of it this can was be. iOS. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can oh, be so, yeah, because you can sideload. Right. Um, but it was using, um, HTML five, uh, video players for the iOS ones. And, uh, we found that actually most of the other devices would work with that as well. Yeah. It's only the Blackberries that we had to do something special with. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they are kind of special. <laughs> and I, I, the thing is, I actually had to go. I had to go into a, a phone store and buy a BlackBerry, so we had a test unit just to make yes. sure it was going to yes. work. And I, and I, you know, that was that was one of the worst experiences in my life. <laughs> and if, but you had, uh, well, how could uh, what kind of uh, Android device did you test it with, or do you uh, remember? There's some some of the guys at the event that we were working with had Android devices, so we had a selection of. Uh, different ones. I think the the Galaxy S. There was a few of those. Okay, and, and somebody had a Windows phone. Oh yeah. wait, no, 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 you didn't. No, no, somebody, somebody did have a Windows phone, but we we uh, <laughs> wasn't in the remit to support them, unfortunately. Okay, but nobody had a BlackBerry phone, is what you're saying. Um, most of the officials had Blackberries, so we had to we had to provide it for the officials. And they oh, were, well, did they get? Uh, but how come you had to go out and buy one then if? If there were people there that had it. Because none of the guys we were working with had a BlackBerry. And we couldn't go oh, and ask right, an official right, to right. borrow their phone. So we, <laughs> yeah, they might so frown just, on that. Right. So we just, um, we, it wasn't expensive. So it was just the thought of going into a phone shop and asking for a BlackBerry. <laughs> watch their, watch their, draw, their jaw drop as you're like, wow, you actually want a BlackBerry? I sh that's mean. I shouldn't say that. I should it, it did actually it was kind of like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else on, on the event whose name we can't mention or who actual sport we can't mention? 
Um, no, uh, that was it. I mean, it was, it was a great fun, great experience. I really enjoyed it. And um, it was 14 days I was there for. Nice. So uh, do you hope to do more of these types of events? Because I, I know this isn't your, like, the main thing that you do. It's, not, it's definitely not my main job, but it's in an area which I'm interested in. And um, I have the – what they're looking for is um, people that have um, the technology, understanding of the technology, networking, Wi-Fi and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, and um, But is also interested in uh, production, so video and movie production. So that's something I'm fascinated by. That is really, really cool. Okay. Well, we will learn – more about Paul Shadwell in the uh, the the second part of the MyMac.com podcast, but we're gonna scoot, scoot, scoot right over to some of the MyMac.com recent articles. And the first one is from Donnie Yankelo. It's the Crayola Light Marker. For a while now, Griffin and Crayola have been teaming up on iOS accessories from apps to cases to interactive drawing accessories. The light marker is one of these interactive accessories. It is a marker for the iPad that interacts with your iPad through the, wow, boy, having trouble speaking today, through the front facing camera and a specific Crayola app available for free in the app store. And Donnie gives that a MyMac rating of eight out of 10. Uh, You want to grab that next one? Um, Okay. Yeah, we put you to work here. Yeah, great. I, was, I thought I was just going to sit back with my feet up and oh, no. listen to the rest of the show. Oh, okay. no. No, no. We so make you work. This is a, what's it, Fax LV2? Oh, uh, Fox. Fox, sorry. It's okay. My eyes. It's a Fox LV2 Platinum Bluetooth Speaker, uh, reviewed by Kurt Blanchard. I'll just read it, shall I? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Big sound from a small Bluetooth speaker, it says in quotes. It's a claim made by countless manufacturers. Most of their products fail to live up to to their claim while others try hard. But But the results are usually disappointing. Sound Matters has beat them all. I say that again. Same matters yeah. has beat them all with the Fox L2 LV2 Platinum Bluetooth speaker. My Mac rating nine out of ten. Oh, that's that's just wonderful. I like that. Um, the last one we're kind of light over at the My Mac uh, website this week. The last one, as is typical, is uh, Tech Fan Podcast number one twenty eight. Roger Hector, Tim, and David discuss Pacific Rim, the movie, the business of Hollywood films feedback about Android and a special interview with video game pioneer Roger Hector to discuss seriously, which is, which is a kind of an interactive uh, uh, game that they're developing that has a, um, Oh, uh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter campaign. If you go over to Kickstarter and type in uh, seriously, uh, it'll probably come up. It's, it's kind of cool the way they were talking about it. Uh, real quick, if you are interested in writing for the, the MyMac website and want to hear Gaz and I and, and possibly special guests mangle your articles every single week, because that's what we do, uh, please contact John Nemo, and he can be reached at Nemo at MyMac.com. Uh, submit a kind of a, a, a general sort of uh, you know, something something that you've written. And uh, hopefully we can get you on the MyMac website. And, you know, then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about your stuff, too, each week, just like this. Um, now, there's, there's a, a short story that I have to tell here. Uh, pretty much every week, unintentionally, you know, it, it comes up one way or another. Now, you know, um, oh, damn it, James, James Turner. Do you know him? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't know James Turner. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's the creator of uh, the Woodpad, which is a, they ha- he has both iPhone and iPad uh, wooden stands that he hand makes there in the oh, UK. I've seen those. Oh, they're gorgeous. And he's got, you know, he's got a website set up for it, woodpad.co.uk, but he, you know, if it comes up or if Gaz talks about it, as soon as I hear it, that's what I say. As soon as he says James Turner, I just immediately blurt out woodpad.co.uk. 
well, apparently I have said his name enough to where he feels obliged to send me a wood pad. And so he sent me a tweet saying, okay, okay. You know, what, what, uh, what kind do you want? So I told him, oh, the cherry one. And I told him that I was going to tell this story um, about why he's now sending me one. And that's, that's, that's kind of it. Mostly, sort of. But actually, I, you know, all kidding aside, I do like the stuff that you can find there at woodpad.co.uk. Those, those, those little things just look wonderful. And I will finally, finally, finally have one of my very own. And uh, I, I, can, I can let you all know how, how, just how wonderful it is. Now, um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I have to say something. No, no it's, uh, maybe I shouldn't. No, I will. Go ahead. Gaz, Gaz will appreciate this because he's English. Yeah. So, would, so you're getting a cherry wood pad? Yes. That's all I'm saying. No, no, if Gary laughs at that, then you'll know. Oh, okay. Well, now the, the, uh, he won't be able to, hopefully he'll remember because I'm not going to be on next week's show. He's going to have to do it with somebody else. So he'll okay. have, he'll have to explain. He'll have to have to explain to me why that's funny. Is, okay. Is it, is it like something to do with spanking or something along those uh, lines? This, yeah. Could be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to go into my personal preferences here, but, uh, yeah, if I was if I was into spanking, it would have to be cherry. <laughs> yes, uh, we got some got some feedback from email. Uh, this is from Nemo in Denver. Uh, of course, John Nemo says hello, G men. It is not easy to listen to your podcast while I'm on vacation. Way, way, way too much family togetherness. Togetherness, if you get my drift. Today, Tuesday. I was listening to the previous week's show for the first time. When Gaz burst into the Wombling song, I was shaving. Now, we're talking, you know, the Wombles, right? Yes, of course. Okay, yeah, Gaz, at one point in the show last week, Gaz broke into the theme song for the Wombles, which is kind of the way this show works. I guess he was doing, that happened while he was shaving as opposed to... Yes, yes. So Nemo wrote, I wish somebody had made a YouTube video of me shaving, laughing, and bleeding... All at the same time, long live Wimbledon with a D, with a T, and with Gaz doing the vocals. <clears throat> now, also from John Nemo, he talks about, uh, now last week I was talking about some software that you can use, maybe it was two weeks ago, that where you can get uh, audio off of your various iOS devices and into iTunes if they aren't already there. And I mentioned, of course, at the time that that does not work with uh, audio or video or anything else that has DRM. It has to be non DRM content for you to be able to pull it off of, uh, an iPod, put it onto your desktop and then drop that into iTunes. And I, I can't remember the name of the software that I had recommended to do it. Uh, but John Nemo likes to use Sanuti, which is iTunes spelled backwards. That's the software that he uses on his Mac to extract songs from iOS equipment and move them onto other computers and other iOS equipment. And he says, please check and see if I can handle DRM to other devices. Nemo, the bleeding wombler. Uh, John, I don't know of any of these various, um, like file transfer programs from iOS devices that will allow you to move any, any kind of content that has DRM. Uh, if the, if it's for content that you have purchased personally purchased through iTunes, you can usually get that back. Uh, if you go to the purchase tab or the purchase section of iTunes, and I think you can just pretty much re-download most of it. Uh, yeah, they, they've made it a lot easier since they've done that. Yeah, well, uh, and plus the fact that none of it, as far as music goes, uh, has DRM anymore. That's true. So they finally learned the lesson that I'm hoping the video people will will learn eventually. Yeah. Of course, there's also the 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 old way of doing it, which is to burn the music onto a CD, and then yeah. then you can um, get the CD back into iTunes without the DRM. But the, yeah, most of it these days isn't. There's no DRM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Klaus Wolf, he says, "Guy at 39 minutes 30 seconds, you say that thing that looks like a bee but probably isn't." Well, it isn't. It is a, and uh, I, I don't know what, what that's called in German. It, it, but it's, a, it, a, it's a beta symbol. 
Okay. And it's pronounced, it's basically a double S. Okay. Okay. Uh, which represents the letter S twice. Yeah. Okay. And prescribes a sharp pronunciation. The good news is that it is a totally useless letter, so much so that Switzerland got rid of it entirely. So, Correct. not yes, to that. worry if you don't, if you didn't know it. We all know that your German is flawless otherwise. Yeah. Okay, Klaus. <laughs> so, so an example of that would be Strasse, which is German for street. Right. And it's spelled S-T-R-A-S-S-E. Mm-hmm. But uh, it used oh, to be spelled okay. with this with this character instead of the double. So it'd be it'd be S T R A, the beta character E. Correct. Okay, because I had in high school I had one one year of German and I didn't really learn much because my German teacher was like super hot. So <laughs> I paid almost no attention to my lessons and and more to my more to my German teacher Fraulein Fraulein Fascinelli. Surely, surely that would have been a good good excuse to learn better German, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, you would have thought so, but I was, you know, ruled by by my hormones. So right, because yeah. then you you could have got private lessons and <laughs> yeah, I'm so stupid. You have to give me private lessons in German. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got some feedback from Twitter. Uh, we've learned that Carl Madden carries his Apple TV on holiday with him and streams his home content through it. That's actually kind of easier from uh, what I do with my iPod, since I also have to carry a 30-pin to uh, composite cable and hope that the TV still has a composite input, and all he needs is a standard HDMI cable. Plus, he has no incompatible media issues like I sometimes do with the iPod, or even with 120-gig iPod space limitations. And uh, I think that... Oh, I'm hoping that that Gaz will be able to ha- arrange for him to come on maybe next week or we can get him on, you know, kind of like how, how you're on here today, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully before the next Macworld Expo. So I can uh, I can set all that up ahead of time. To what? To be able to to bring like my Apple TV and, and just stream oh, all I my, all I my iTunes content wherever it is that I am. I thought you were going to have Carl Madden on the show. Oh well, no. I, that would that's well. That, that's how we would learn how he does it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm I also, so confused. Oh god! I also uh, carry Apple TV around wherever I go. Oh in really? Fact, in fact, I, I can give you a nice little tip here because um, there's a company in. Oh, hold on. Just... Hit it. Gaz's tips. Paul's tip. Gaz's tips. Paul's tip. Gaz's tips. It's time for Gaz's Paul's tip. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. Sure. Um, there's a company in the in San Francisco called SF Bags, and uh, they make these water field bags. And they do they're not water filled, water field. Mm-hmm. And they do these really nice bags. And they just brought one out for the Apple TV, um, which is a nice little pouch that the Apple TV goes in with its power cable. Um, the, there's a little pocket for the remote and uh, an HDMI cable. So uh, if you go to sfbags.com um, and look that up, they're not that expensive. I think about $30, $40, but um, really nice. If you carry your Apple TV around with you a lot. I bought two because the I also take a, a, one of the new Apple Extremes with me. Uh, Express, oh, right. Apple Express, which is the same size as an Apple TV, which also goes into the, fits into the page. So, oh, that's really cool. Well, you know what I well I I was about to ask how you uh you set that up so that you can get all your iTunes content through it, but we need to end this and we can we can go into that into uh the very next break. What do you think? Okay, sure. All right. So, uh everyone please stand by to stand by and we will be right back with more from Paul. Well, and and me, but you know, it's kind of a package deal. Lisa Pacelli, Suze Gilbert, Vicky Stokes, Women, Savvy, Geeks, Three Geeky Ladies, Technology from a Female Perspective.
hoping there won't be a repeat of the Revolutionary War. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. Paul is still here. Um, I, I am amazed that, that he's managed to stay with me for this long. And hopefully, uh, you know, because I, I have basically locked down this Skype channel, so he can't leave until we're done with the show. How you doing, Paul? I'm good. Well, tell me, tell me, tell me and the listeners more about you, about Paul Shadwell. Oh, what would you like to know? Uh, well, what is it you do okay. and, you know, things along those lines? Um, I'm, I'm. Your dress I'd, size, you know, I mean, just. My dress size. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm an IT guy, um, uh, and since 2006, uh, a Mac fan, Apple, you know, fanboy. Um, I also support uh, Apple Macs and um, iOS devices in my day job, as well as having years and years of experience of, or Microsoft uh, server products and Windows. So. Uh, is, is there, you know, I mean, how, how did you end up coming over to the Mac from, from, uh, the windows side? Hmm. That's actually a good question. I, I, was it a, with like, like kind of a gradual process or. Well, in the early nineties, I, I, uh, was working for a company, um, that were using these uh, horrible gray, dark gray Mac, um, laptops. I can't remember what they were called. Yeah, those. I think. I think those were the old. They, um, they actually had a power books. They had a trackball in them. Okay. Instead of a uh, mouse pad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and, I, know, I know which ones you're talking. Yeah, those were those were awful. Yes, they were. Um, so that was my first ex- uh, first experience of Max, and wasn't particularly good uh, experience. <laughs> so then, um, a few years later. And I'm trying to remember what it was. I think I bought an iPod. Yeah, it was an iPod. And it was after um, Apple had released iTunes for Windows. Because mm-hmm. before that, to have an iPod meant that you had to have a Mac. And at that point, I wasn't that interested in getting a Mac. No, not just for a music player. Right. So then iTunes came out for Windows. So then I went out and bought an iPod. And I bought a, a classic, one of the original ones. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I started listening to podcasts because, you know, when you go into iTunes, you see all these free things which caught, that are called podcasts. And right. It was actually, um, sorry to say, it was uh, Matt Break Weekly was one of the first ones. No, that's that I fine. To. I mean, and, we, uh, we've already established that prior to being on this show that you'd never listened to the MyMac.com podcast. And, and everyone, you know, I mean, seriously – it is not a prerequisite for for anyone listening to this show or that you have to listen to this show to to be a guest on this. Actually, let me tell you a little secret here. Uh, I had, and I won't say the person's name, I had a person on the show once, and uh, from getting to know that person from before we started to do the podcast, kind of like what you and I did, uh, I came to find out that the person wasn't even a Mac user, but was using software that is available on both platforms. And when I realized that, it was like, oh, crap. Yeah, because I, mean, I had set up, I, I didn't have anything else going on that week. And it was kind of like, okay, well, what do I do here? So I said, all right, well, we're going to talk about what it is that you do in relatively non-specific terms. And we'll talk about the software. We just won't mention that you don't actually do it on a Macintosh or use other. other I think the person had notice. I'm not even given a gender. Uh, I think the person had uh, an iPhone. And that okay. was about the extent of their Apple experience. But it was like, OK, we'll just keep it really, really generic. We won't talk about, you know, that you do certain functions that aren't available on the Mac side of it as compared to the windows side of it. And we got through it. Okay. And I don't think anybody even realized at the time that this particular person was not actually a Mac user. (laughs) Interesting. Well, I am a Mac user. Right. um, Well, thank God because twice in a row or or, or twice on one show, I wouldn't know what to do. (laughs) And I will make a point of going out and listening to the show now. (laughs) 
Uh, it's a it's a relatively easy listen to. Um, you know, it's questionable whether you'll actually learn anything, as you can probably tell from from doing this with me for the last uh, hour or so. But we always have a good time, which is something that that I think is is so important uh, mm-hmm. when you're listening or producing something for other people. You you have to enjoy it. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, I've got a couple of things written down here that I thought I, we could talk about and, and I could get your opinion on. Now, you, do you have a, an Apple developer account? I do. And have you gotten the iWork for iCloud beta? I, I have. Have you, have you played around with that at all? I, I've played a little bit with it. I also played with it when the, the first time around it was iWork. Right. Um, the, the beta version of iWork. Um, for iCloud, right. Yeah, I don't think they called it for iCloud then, they called it something else, but yeah. Uh, web, I think it was, I worked for web or something like that. Oh, Because it was before before um, they did the iCloud version. Oh, so for, it was for like, supposed to be for like mobile me or something along those lines? Yeah, they did, um, so one of the things that you could do, and I think you can, okay, we'll talk about the new version sure. shortly, but the the one of the things you could do I thought was very useful with iCloud, uh, sorry, iWork, on the web was that you could upload, for example, a key, uh, keynote presentation and download a PowerPoint version of it. Oh, that so, would be cool. So basically you uploaded the, your, your keynote, your, um, would that uh, also, num- would that also include like all the transitions and, and, you know, all the special little program? Not necessarily. It wasn't, wasn't perfect, but it was a good solution for people that didn't have keynote. Or didn't have access to a Mac. Right. Exactly. Um, but the new version goes a step even further and is much better in that it actually gives you a web-based version of the app. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, I wonder if you could, because, I mean, I haven't played around with it that much uh, myself, but I wonder if, if you could hook up like a, a, a projector and then use the web version of Keynote to go through the projector to show somebody else a presentation. I believe you can. Yeah, I, I mean, you can pick up projector anyway. Right. Um, what I did is I tested it through, because um, you know you can use the Apple TV um, with a Mac, sure. for example, to present to it onto a, either a big screen or if you can plug in a projector into the Apple TV. So then that becomes your, um, you, it's basically a Wi-Fi or a wireless device for um, doing presentations. Well, the nice thing about the, that is you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even need the, the big uh, uh, presentation thing. You could just hook up the Apple TV right to a, uh, a, a high-definition television yep. and show them the presentation through that. And I've done this a few times. Um, the company I work for, we set up a, um, a 55-inch Samsung TV in the conference room and uh, connected an Apple TV to it. And the guys with their Macs can go in there and use it for doing presentations and uh, teamwork as well. They can push their screen up to the Apple TV. And on the 55-inch Samsung, it looks really clear. I mean, it's as if it was a high-res monitor. Well, so. one thing one thing that uh, I... Because, like, when we, when we do our podcast, Gaz and I, and now, of course, you... We have these show notes that we do through Google Docs. And then the nice thing about using something like Google Docs is that it's immediately collaborative between all of the people, or at least semi-immediately collaborative between all of the people that have access to the document, which is something that I believe is still kind of lacking in uh, iWork for iCloud. That's something I've not tried, to be honest to see if that would do that but uh, yeah it's something we can go away and have a look at and see if it does it do you not have access to it no i do but i i haven't yeah. had a chance to you know, probably like you to, to try it out with somebody else at the same time. right right and i think there's a full you know we're talking going back to the the, the presentation uh, i think there's a full screen mode that you can push it to so then it switches into so when you're doing a presentation it takes up full screen right so right. it looks like it's a proper presentation now, now I know you know. Obviously, you could do this through an Apple TV, but I wonder if you could do the same thing if you connected up to your iCloud account, like on a Windows machine. I mean, how would uh, you could probably? I guess you if 
if you had access to it that way, you could control it through the Windows keyboard. Yeah. But it wouldn't, of course, obviously it wouldn't work with like an Apple remote or something. No, it wouldn't work with Apple remote, but they, you can get the remotes, third party remotes for, for Windows, or you can use your iPhone. There's some apps that work with PowerPoint, for example, mm-hmm. that would probably work in this solution because ah, basically but- it's just sending key presses to the, to the computer. But would would that still be would that still work even though it's it's not a Mac that you're doing it through? Yeah, be, uh, when you're switching between slides, all you're doing is using the cursor cursor keys. So that's all the remote is replacing. Okay, and that's the same on, on both Macs and Windows computers. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that would make more sense. So uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing the 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 final. Uh, version of i work for icloud now i've been playing or i've been playing around with uh mavericks as well and at here at the house i now you were talking about how you have a mac pro i also have a mac pro and i've got two separate monitors connected to it and one thing that os 10 has always been historically very very bad at is multi-monitor support where you ha- actually have access to menus and things along those lines for different apps that you may have in different windows. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know how you do it. Uh, I've been using a program called, Oh, damn it. The hell was the name of that program? Uh, second bar, which takes the, the, the menu from whatever, whatever your main monitor is and kind of mirrors it to another monitor. So regardless of, of which app is your active application, the, the menu bar on both of my windows are is available. Now, what it doesn't do, it doesn't give me the OS X dock at the bottom of my second monitor, kind of like, well, Mavericks will do that, but second bar doesn't do that. Have you, I mean, do you, do you use more than one monitor or do you just I, have like I one, do. one big ass monitor? I, <laughs> I've got two 27 inch Dell monitors that I use <laughs> on the Mac Pro. Nice, which which I got recently, and um, and that, and that is one thing in Mavericks which I'm really looking forward to um, to using because uh, the multi monitor, as you say, support is is dire in OS 10, which is when you consider it's supposed to be a professional you know, operating system. Right. It's it's really it's a real pain. Um, I've, I'm running Mavericks on my 11 inch uh, MacBook Air, mm-hmm. and I. One of the things I tested at the office was to show the guys you know, how cool this is going to be when you have your laptop because they use laptops, uh, MacBook Pros in the office. Sure. Um, with external cinema display, uh, not cinema, but Thunderbolt displays. <laughs> and they want to <laughs> go. Must be nice mul- to have that kind of money. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Right. Uh, and they want to go with, um, they use one display at the moment, but they want to go with a second. And I said, well, you know, that's great. Um, it's not particularly practical at the moment because of the way the OS works. But with Mavericks, then they'll be able to switch. Then they will be able to get the second monitor. Mm-hmm. So, and the support is so much much better. Yeah. And not only not only that, um, the fact that it also allows you to use the Apple TV as a as an external monitor as well. So instead of mirroring the screen as it does at the moment, it becomes an external monitor. Oh, so you can hook it up to that 55-inch Samsung display. Yeah, and use it as a second monitor. Oh, that, w- that will be cool. Uh, yeah. Well, just remember, if you want to kind of try it out now in uh, 10.8, uh, just look up second bar, all one word. It's a, it's a, I think it's a free utility that will give you the menu bar on both, on, uh, both screens. That's useful. I've not, not known that there was a yeah. party. And I've got I've got tabs in the Finder through another utility called Total Finder. Oh yeah, I have that. Yeah, that is just I've had that for a couple of years now, and that is just a such a great program. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about now are you you're an iOS user as well? Yeah. And do you have an iPad? I have an iPad, an iPad Mini. Okay. When you. Few, few of them. When you travel, do you do you take those with you for for work or is it just for entertainment? Both. For both? Yeah. Uh one of the things that I saw online this week is that Apple apparently may be testing larger screens 
for iPads, so kind of like how they went a little bit smaller with the mini, that they may actually go uh, a little bit bigger with like anywhere from an 11 to a 13 inch screen. And does that interest you at all? Or do you think that the 9.7 inch screen is sufficient? Do you think it's for iPads or do you think it'd be for MacBook Pros? I think, well, there's a couple things that I would love. Actually, there's more than a couple things that I would love to see in iOS. And I think we'll, we'll eventually get there, but not until um, Apple has pretty much squeezed as, as much as they, they can from the Mac side of things. Uh, one thing I would like to see is multi-user logins, not mm-hmm. just for mail, but just be able to, to have multi-user logins. And I think there are some Android devices that do support something like that. I don't know if, if Android supports that out of the box. Uh, I would also like to see... And I know that there are some Android that have this is uh, mouse support or, you know, just basically uh, uh, an online cursor that I can use to go to stuff and point and click and, you know, kind of like what you do on the Macintosh. And there, I saw an Acer tablet that had this. It had a, a, a built-in keyboard that had a little trackpad in it. And, mm-hmm. and I played around with it a little bit and, you know, it... it the, the keyboard itself was, was kind of crappy, but the concept alone, I was like, you know, yeah, you know what? I could really, really dig having this in iOS. Uh, on top of, I would love to see a bigger screen. Now, I made a prediction, I think, at the last Macworld Expo or not long afterwards, that, you know, having a smaller iPad wasn't the only way that Apple was going to go. I thought they were gonna, also going to eventually come out with a larger one. Because Apple does, you know, like to diversify the their mainstream products. And we're already kind of seeing it with the iPhone. And we'll see what happens when, you know, the next revision comes out, if they'll actually have this so-called cheaper iPhone. I don't really want to speculate on it. or But I would like to see a, a larger iPad besides the, the 9.7. Hmm. Okay. I mean, if you look at the way uh, OS X is going, the fact that you've got the the launch, um, what do they call it? The you know mission you, control. Mission is it mission control? Where you see all the icons pop up, they look like uh, they're sitting on an iOS device. Oh, Launchpad. Launchpad, exactly. Yeah. So Launchpad looks like iOS for OS X, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be cool you could just tap the screen and pick those off? I'm actually finding I'm using that more and more now because, funny enough, my daughter, who's a fairly recent convert to the Mac, and, um, and I went onto her, uh, her MacBook Pro that she bought, and I said, where's your applications folder on, on the dock? Because that's where I normally have mine. Says, right. What, what do you have your applications folder for? I said, well, I need to open an app. She says, well, just use this. And she just did the... If you use uh, three fingers and a thumb and squeeze them together on the trackpad, it pops up the, uh, yeah. the launch. Uh, what did you call it? Launchpad. Launchpad. Launch right. Mission Control um, is is kind of the takeover from. Oh, what was that called? Um, where you could basically condense all your windows down into a single screen. Right. And pick, I mean, I so Mission, Mission Control allows you to see the. Uh, all the uh, window, all the sorry, all the spaces you have open, as it yes. used to be called spaces, uh, with all the windows uh, in those specific spaces, mm-hmm. and you do that by three finger swipe up, right? And if you do three finger and the thumb and together, as if you were doing a, a zoom in, that brings up the launch. I've forgotten it again. Launchpad. Launchpad. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so so I found now I'm using that more to actually go and open up my uh, applications. And well, do you that, do you think that eventually Apple will will do what Microsoft did and and merge their desktop and but, touch but, OSs? Well, I wouldn't say they might have some features. It would be nice to have a, a, a touch version of OS ten, right? The power of OS ten. But with some of the features of iOS, I think, and Launchpad is one of those. So this could be a step in one of those directions. I'm, I'm in one way or the other. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely speculating. This is just something I'm because I'm seeing it 
that wouldn't it be cool, you know, and you know what Apple are like, they'll, they'll tempt you with something and then they'll, 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 they won't say very much about it and then next time it'll be a, it'll be a big feature. But <laughs> yeah. we're already, we're like, already using boy, it. We're surprising you with this. Wow. Yes. But because we're, it's, it's been there all the time and a lot of people are already using it. Right. Then it, you know, when they come out with their nice uh, MacBook Air with a flip-over screen that's touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no like, but, no, it's just something yeah. we were always planning on doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't we take our second break? And when we come back, we'll we'll go into all the stuff that we typically do in the third section. Everybody, well, everyone except for Paul, knows what they are because they have listened to the show before. So everyone, please. Stand by. You have to stand by too, Paul. To stand by. And we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson from the Tech Fan Podcast. And I'm David Cohn from the Tech Fan Podcast. And we wanted to take a moment to tell you about the Stoplight Network. Stoplight is a community of podcasters. We're a group of people who are passionate about podcasting, and we're looking for people who have either existing or new podcasts who might be interested in joining us. So check it out at www.stoplightnetwork.com. And while you're at it, check out our show, The Tech Fan Podcast, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts. Setting their sights high at the bottom of the barrel. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome everyone to the third section of the MyMac.com podcast. Thank you so very much for being on today, Paul. You know, I, when gas can't be out, I, I really do appreciate it because I cannot be trusted with a podcast by myself. <laughs> That's very, 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 very true. And uh, if you could please nod at me. I am nodding. Do you see me nodding? I do. Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly clear. Gases tips. Mostly clear. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Yeah, the the whole thing about the nod is it's kind of like okay, there's your clue that to me that I have to hit the Gases tip song for when Gaz does the uh-huh. tip, but he's not here, so I'm doing the tip. So I needed someone to nod to me. So, anyway, did you, uh, Paul, yes. did you know that unlike some other OSs, you can scroll within an OS X window even if some other app is currently selected? And to see this in action, open uh, your browser of choice and select any page that is longer than what the browser can currently show. Uh, put your cursor on it, and you'll find you can scroll in any direction. Okay, that, that's that, everybody does that. Now open another application, put it somewhat over the browser, but not so much that you can't see underneath. Make sure that the new app you just opened is the selected one. Move the cursor over to the browser that you'd previously opened. And you'll see that even though the browser is not the currently active app, you can still scroll its window wherever you want. Up, down, to the side, all kinds of stuff. Isn't that fascinating? Did you know that you could do that? I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that one of Gaz's tip? Is it? Tips, uh, is it? Well, no, that was actually a tip I came up with, which is why Gaz is the one that usually does tips. So please nod at me again. Okay, nodding. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. Okay, is that the uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. So, anyway, <laughs> that was me running away from my own tip. Um, uh, Paul, do you have any app picks this week? Um, yes, one that I picked out, this is something that my son bought me for my birthdays. And uh, as I'm a, a recent, um, I would say convert, I'm not sure I've been converted to golf, but certainly. Uh, 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 you mean that sport that will not be mentioned? <laughs> Oh, you're giving it away. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to be kind of hard to talk about this this app and these products if you just keep saying, like, Mystery Sense app or Mystery Sense products instead right. of what the actual... But we could have done that without mentioning the fact that that's what I was doing last week, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. So forget I said anything. 
Okay. What's your pick? <laughs> the pick is called Golf Sense, and it's a piece of hardware which uh, connects to your iPhone or iOS device through via Bluetooth. Fits onto your golfing glove, which obviously, if you're a golfer, you will have one of these. Um, onto the Velcro strap that's uh, on the back of every golf glove, glove, um, and then uh, tells you how your swing goes. So you, you you do a few tests, and if you're out on the driving range, for example, you can set it up to record every single uh, swing that you do, and then later on you can go and look and see how you did, um, and then compare it to um, uh, PGA Golf Pro swings that are also in the in the app. I thought that would be fascinating, but it sounds really boring, doesn't it? No, no actually, that's kind of cool. I think this is the first time that somebody's made a pick on this show that was both an application and hardware that kind of worked together at the same time. Right, okay. Yeah, and of course, because I made the whole stupid comment, that's what I get right on top of the head. Uh, my app pick this week, now I, I talked about having this uh, Western Digital uh, Live that I have connected up through our network as an NAS. And one of the nice things about this product, and I'll find out how well it works, but I'm kind of digging just the concept of it, is that you can basically put whatever it is you want on there. And through this other application that's supplied for free by Western Digital, access all of the content on that particular drive securely through your iOS devices. And the application is called WD2Go. It's from Western Digital, and it's free at the Mac App Store, though why you would get it if you don't also have a WD Livebook, I don't know. But uh, they're coming down in price, and you should you should check it out. I got a three, what is it? I think it's a three terabyte drive. So I've got like, you know, just oodles of space that I could put on there. And I'm trying to think of all different things that I could do. Like if I go out to the Macworld Expo, um, I could take all of these various sound bits that I've, I've got here, like this one, and just have them available and download them right into my iOS device as I need them. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, or maybe not. <laughs> now... We have, we have. If you want me to comment, I can make a comment, but yeah, it's probably ahead. better that I don't know. Okay. Oh, you, you don't like Western Digital? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. Oh. It's you carrying around your sound bites with you. Oh, 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 well, yeah, well, I'm, I am silly that way. Uh, <laughs> we have a Facebook page, and as far as I know, because I haven't looked at it in a while, it's still at 131 likes. Please go over to our Facebook page, like it, and then immediately unlike it just because it screws with our heads. Now, we also have, um, and I think I'm going to wait for these until Gaz comes back. We have three, not just one, not just two, but three new iTunes reviews. And I say, woo, woo. Thank you all so very much. And, but I will tell you who they're from. One is from VW123. One is from Graras from the UK. And the last one is from Mark Shepard. Thank you to all three of you. Uh, Gaz and I will go over these reviews when we're back together. Uh, we also have a Google Plus community page. If you are on Google Plus, please look up My Mac Podcast. You'll find us there. Go ahead and sign up. Doesn't cost nothing. And uh, we have we have a really good time over there. It gets a little nuts, but that that's fine too. Uh, if you do send us an iTunes review, which really does help out the show. Please make sure that you also send me an email so that I can send you something that, uh, that Paul is going to get. And we'll find, I think he'll, he'll be quite pleased. It's called a Wooty. Do you know what a Wooty is, Paul? How do you say it? Wooty. W O O T I E. All right. Wooty. Okay. Wooty. You said it a different way just a second ago. Oh, way. I did? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's just the way Skype is hearing it. sounded right like now. you said Woody, but that, that's something oh, else. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay, no. good. Yeah. Wooty, no, I have no idea. What's the Wooty? A Wooty, W-O-O-T-I-E, is a certificate that I've created that I send out to people that, that give us iTunes reviews or appear on the show or in some form or another contribute significantly to the wonderfulness that is 
the MyMac.com podcast. And by being on this show, you don't even have to do an iTunes review because you'll get one just for putting up with me for the last hour. Ooh. Yeah, woo. Put on the wall. I would. I would. Some people also use it to wrap fish or clean behind the toilets. And the nice thing is because it's a PDF, you can print it again and again and again. It's got a thousand and one uses. So that's the Woody. Uh, if you do this review, you can contact me through uh, email at guy at mymac.com. You can contact Gaz at Gaz, G-A-Z, at mymac.com. And, of course, I am on the Twitters, which is, and my Twitter name is twitter.com. You can find me on, t- <sighs> sometimes I get so wrapped up in what it is I'm saying that I can't even talk. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Mac parrot. I have to do my own parrot voice because Gaz isn't here. Uh, you can find Gaz at twitter.com forward slash Gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. And we have a combined Twitter account, which is twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. And if you would like to contact fearless leader Tim Robertson and let him know what a horrible job that Gaz and I are doing with this show, you can send that to feedback at mymac.com. And Paul, by God, there is one other way that people can contact us. I mean, I've been going on now for probably a couple of minutes just talking about all these various and wonderful ways that people can contact us. And there is one more. And you can contact us via our Skype telephone number. Do you know what that number is? Probably nice. not. It's area code here in the U.S., 703, uh, if you're outside the U.S., country code 001, uh, area code 703-436-9501. Paul, if if people wanted to get a hold of you and tell you what a horrible mistake you have made being on this show, how would they do so? Um, Well, they can also do it in several ways. Twitter, Paul Shadwell, P-A-U-L-S-H-A-D-W-E-L-L. Um, where else? Oh, Facebook, same. And Google Plus? Um, Google Plus, yes, you can find me on Google Plus. And I also have a podcast, but Ooh. at the moment only one episode is up. Well, what is it? <laughs> um, it's a podcast that a friend of mine and I do. Um, uh, it's called Tech Hogs. Tech Hogs? H-O-G-S? Tech. Yes. Oh, that's cool. And it's... Um, the two of us talk, but we're both hog riders, Harley riders. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's just, <laughs> this is about the technology behind making bacon that you have go. on your table. Oh, no, mm. it's about motorcycles. It's about motorcycles. <laughs> okay. This, it's also about technology because he's also a, uh, a tech guy like me. Um, he runs his own business out of a um, place near Toronto in Canada. Mm-hmm. He's an ex-Pat ex Brit as well. And we talk in the one episode that we have up at the moment is our trip to San Francisco for Macworld, iWorld, and the fact that we rented Harleys for a day and rode up to Petaluma. Oh, that is really cool. So that's on iTunes, right? That's That's on iTunes. iTunes? Yeah. All right. So look up Tech Hogs, T-E-C-H-H-O-G-S over there in iTunes. Correct. There are more episodes coming. I'm working on it. Okay. Um. Paul, we're near the end, and I have to say this, that that I think, personally, that this, right here, this show, is the best show that I have ever done, and that I'm good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Now, I forgot to put this in, but at this point, you're supposed to say, end. I'm supposed to say what? End. <laughs> end. Okay. The fact that you had that written in the show notes, there's no, no bearing on the fact that you that was supposed to be spontaneous, right? Yeah. Well, usually this is what we do. Are you there in the show notes? <laughs> yes, I see. And it says, it says for end. Paul. Whoops. To say at end of show. Whoops. Not S H P W. S H O. There. Okay. 
I just say end? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to say it now? Sure. Okay. End. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, the Mac Specialist Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the TeacherCast Podcast, the Apple Junkies Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. Okay, see, there's the title. All done. So, thanks for being on, Paul. <laughs> is that it yeah that's it no i'm okay. kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding all right i'll bring us in <clears throat> are you ready okay we are recording again all right you ready ready because i know we're running out of time we gotta really move no, no don't here. don't don't rush don't worry don't well feel i just like i just don't, i just don't want to make it so that you know you have to all of a sudden say yeah yeah he kept me on longer than he said he was going to no, that rotten son of a bitch ah, kill him next time i see him <laughs> oh you're not gonna say that well, I, no i'm not gonna say that. okay good <laughs> well i mean i'm enjoying it actually the um, i hope you don't mind me butting in once in a while no that's well that's the whole point sometimes you have to butt in to get me to shut up <laughs> And knowing Gaz as I do, I know that he probably butt in a similar sort of place. Oh, you know what he always he, what he keeps telling me all the time, and and this has almost become kind of a running gag on the show, where you know he'll be saying something, and then all of a sudden I'll just break in because see my problem is every once in a while, like either he or somebody else will say something, and these weird thoughts will suddenly like jump into my head, and they can't stay there; they have to come out. So I have no choice that, you know, it's, it's not a controllable thing for me. I have to say whatever these stupid things are in my head and Gaz will just interrupt me again or me interrupting him, interrupting him and say something along along the lines of, will you let me finish? Will you, will you just, just shut up and let me finish? You know, things along those lines. Right. But so, yeah, so it happens all the time. That's that's what happened when you mentioned the wood pad and cherry. Exactly. Exactly. Things things come into my head and they have to be said. Anyway, uh, let, let's get on to the next section here. You ready? Okay, sure. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, Paul. Are you going to edit it or unedit it? Up to you. Huh? No, no. <laughs> that whole bit leading up to that will be in the show. Oh, okay. And chances are some of this like crazy banter like at the beginning of the show before we actually got started. Mm-hmm. And probably some of this right here will also be thrown in because what i do you know after the end of the show i have there's a little theme music that we play Mm -hmm. and then when that's done i throw in some outtakes oh okay between either gaz and myself or you know whoever was on the show that week it's just like a little extra added content for for people to listen to 